Slava Isis Augustus, Slava Navika, glory be to Jesus Christ, glory be forever, Father Basil again, and doing another podcast regarding reading this book, Light for Life, Part 3 of the Mystery Lived, from God With Us Publications. So remember the last few days we were talking about repentance, fasting, prayer, and now we're going to talk about the third tool for repentance, almsgiving. Almsgiving is a logical result of fasting and prayer and a verification of their authenticity, a sign that they worked, they took. The Jordan River empties into two bodies of water, the Sea of Galilee and the Dead Sea. One is alive and life-giving, the other is lifeless and barren. The difference is that the Sea of Galilee passes on all that is given to it by the Jordan, while the Dead Sea retains all of it. As we are emptied of all that is dead in us by fasting and filled with God and his life by prayer, we are to pass him and his life on to others by sharing our very selves, expressed in our time, talent, and treasures. We became communion and make things become communion as we share all in God with others. This combats sinful individualism, tears down walls between people and we establish this communion. It is true diakonia, ministry and service to others. In the spiritual life, we must pass through kenosis, self-emptying, to gnosis, true experiential knowledge of God and all, and arrive at diakonia, ministry and service through the gift of the true self. God is given through and in this diakonia. Christ himself set this as the rule of life for us and lived it out himself. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving represent and enable that sequence. In almsgiving, we, others, and the whole cosmos are sanctified and sacramentalized. One form of almsgiving particularly cherished in the Christian East from the beginning has been hospitality, the welcoming of strangers into our midst. Alluding to the story of the Lord's visit to Abraham, the author of Hebrews reminds us, Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. The believer's acts of of sharing were seen as a necessary complement to the acts of worship, forming one sacrifice to God. Through him, then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, that is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. And do not neglect to do good and to share with what you have, what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Throughout Christian history, people have been sharing their homes with those in need. Often their efforts resulted in the development of permanent ministries to children, the aged, the homeless. Monasteries built guest houses, bishops' parishes or brotherhoods established houses of hospitality. But individual believers continue to offer hospitality in their homes, 
considered the arrival of a needed guest as the coming of Christ. There is one specific element of hospitality which is particularly like the kenosis, self-emptying of Christ. When we give money, food, or clothing to charitable agencies, our, life or ba- our lives are basically untouched. They may even be improved. We have gotten that we have gotten that unwanted car out of the driveway, that these discarded clothes out of the closet. When we extend hospitality, however, we are sharing more than something to eat or wear. We are sharing our homes, our time, our very way of life. We accept the guest of Christ as Christ accepted us with all our faults and intrusive traits. If the guest abuses our hospitality, we, we, we may remember that we have shown no, an even greater disregard for the Father who has given us this kingdom. To give alms is not simply an act of generosity. Many of the fathers teach that what we think of our own wealth is in fact simply a loan to us for the sake of other people. It is not our time, talent, or treasure that we give away. It belongs to God, who is present in our brother or sister. They are entitled to what we may think, may we tend to think of as a gift. For these fathers, worldly prosperity is intended by God to be distributed evenly to all. That some people have what others lack is due only to the deformity of sin. St. John Chrysostom is particularly forthright. Not to give to the poor is theft from the poor. It may be said that our almsgiving by acting in accordance with justice helps to restore order to the cosmos, which has been deformed by sin. In this way, it also resembles fasting. It is a discipline that both heals us and purifies a relationship with the world. So, that's very important to remember that almsgiving doesn't mean that we are sacrificing our own, uh, you know, for, from our own needs. It means that we are redistributing the wealth that God has given to everyone, you know. So when we give to someone, it is because God has given to us everything. God has given us everything. So we have to remember that. God bless you. Have a good day.